Now let's return to the Middle East because for weeks aid agencies have been warning of the huge scale of destruction in Gaza. No journalists though have been allowed in to independently check those claims. Now BBC Verify, working with academics who've used satellite radar mapping analysis, can show the extent of Israel's military strikes. They found that more than half of Gaza's buildings have now been destroyed or damaged during the war with Israel. BBC Verify's Merlin Thomas has the latest. More than half of Gaza's buildings have been damaged or destroyed since Israel launched its retaliation for the Hamas attacks of 7th of October. That's according to new data. Now take a look at this map of the Gaza Strip. This is from the 12th of October, just a few days after the war began. And the red bits you can see show the damaged or destroyed buildings in the area. But look at this, this is on the 29th of November. You can see just how much of the north was destroyed. That's where the original Israeli offensive was focused. Since then, that offensive was expanded to the whole strip. This is the most recent map we have from the 29th of January. You can see the extent of the damage, particularly in the south. And Israel had repeatedly told Gazans to move south for their safety. This is the city of Khan Yunus, and it's been severely affected. And if we look at satellite images, that gives us an idea of the scale of destruction on the ground, particularly because no international journalists have been allowed in by Israel. This is from the 2nd of December, nearly two months into the war. And you can see just how much of the neighborhood of Khan Yunus looks undamaged. This tower here, Al Farah, it was the tallest building in the neighborhood. Now, just six weeks later, take a look at what happens. Much of the neighborhood has been flattened by Israeli attacks and the damage is even more striking from ground level. What were once bustling cities full of life, now derelict and destroyed. The Israel Defense Forces have said these attacks are necessary because Hamas deliberately embeds itself in civilian areas. But questions have been asked about destruction of buildings, seemingly firmly in the control of the IDF. Take a look at this. This is a video. It's Isra University in northern Gaza. And it was already badly damaged before it was blown up completely in what looks like a massive controlled explosion. The IDF says the approval process for the blast is now being investigated. And large areas of farmland across Gaza have also been extensively damaged. That's been important because Although Palestinians were heavily dependent on imports before the start of the war, a lot of their food came from farming and food production from inside the strip. But areas that were once used to produce food have now been churned up and bulldozed, marked out for Israeli armoured vehicles. Now, aid agencies say half of Gaza's population faces starvation. The IDF told us they found Hamas tunnel entrances and rocket launch sites in various agricultural areas. And with so many neighborhoods and homes destroyed, people have had no choice but to flee. More than 80% of Gaza's population have been displaced, and nearly half of them crammed in the far southern end of the Strip. That's according to the UN. So small cities of tents have sprung up in Rafa, close to the Egyptian border. This is from the 15th of October. And if you watch this area, because you'll see just how many tents have popped up people who have come seeking refuge, displaced people. And the Israel Defense Forces have repeatedly justified their actions by noting that Hamas deliberately embeds itself in civilian areas and explains the destruction of buildings in light of targeting fighters. But experts have said the extent and pace of the damage when compared with other conflicts like Ukraine and Syria is unprecedented. 
Gaza's landscape has changed forever. For those who survived the bombardment, the question is, will there be anywhere left for them to go? Merlin Thomas there on the BBC Verify team. Well, among the sites destroyed are significant religious buildings. Between October the 7th and the end of last year, Israeli bombardment has damaged or destroyed 72 mosques and the only two churches in Gaza. Heritage that locals say is now lost forever. Our global religion reporter Reha Kinsara explained how they'd measured the damage to those sites. Under international humanitarian law, it's considered a war crime to target religious sites unless they are being used for military purposes. Now, the Israeli Defense Forces, they argue that some of these sites have been used by Hamas for military purposes. Hamas say that 378 mosques and three churches have been destroyed, but we can't independently verify those figures. And so this is why it's very important for us to do our own counting, because we are able to then attribute what we've found online, which is at least we found 117 leads on social media that alluded to the partial destruction or complete damage of overwhelmingly mosques and churches. And we have been using user-generated content that is images and videos that people have posted onto social media and comparing them to befores and afters um, of these mosques and churches as well as satellite imagery. Yeah, and piecing together all those different bits of information and being able to verify you know, that those images are what they say they are is, is a task in itself, isn't it? Um, paint a picture for us, if you will, of the type of destruction that you've seen in these images. Well, the most stark for me is um, when we were using satellite imagery. I think when you're on social media and you are looking to compare, it's very easy to find before and afters mm. of the destruction. You will see many raised, flattened, uh, mosques or partially damaged churches but an aerial view really provides a stark image of the before which is very vibrant colorful neighborhoods compared to the afters which are very gray no color yeah it is terrifying isn't it and especially when we're looking at images like this as well of just utter destruction um, and there is a specific church as well that you've been looking into because not only of course are these images of of, of lives lost uh, damage that and as we said there locals saying the sort of culture that will never come back there are individual stories involved in each of these tell us about the church that you looked at specifically so saint porphyrius church was one of the churches that was partially damaged um earlier during the war on the 19th of october uh, one of its outbuildings was um hit mm -hmm. by a by an Israeli airstrike that wasn't meant to hit the church grounds um, and 18 people were reportedly killed five of which I've been told were babies um, I spoke to one lady Marianne Sabah who fled there with her family thinking that going to a church would keep her and her family safe. Um, but her brother-in-law died during the uh, attack and she is so concerned for her child, who is only a year old, um, that two weeks later, after the church was attacked, she had her baby baptised for fear that if her baby dies, she will, she will die without one. 
Wow, um, it's these individual stories that once again underline just the tragedy of all of this. Um, you touched on what the IDF have been saying in response to you know these attacks that have hit religious facilities. What are they saying? Well, the IDF, they have long argued that Hamas militants are using some places of worship to launch attacks from, mm. and that's why they are targeting them. The thing is, it's unclear how many of these sites are Hamas strongholds or how many have been um, how many have been targeted by the IDF so they say they are acting in accordance with international humanitarian law um, but they also say that they are trying to mitigate civilian harm as much as possible.